Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is your boy, East Coast Trev. We are actually up at the um, Springfield Sportsman Show up here in Massachusetts, and I was walking down the aisle the other day and saw a good buddy of mine, Jonathan, from Heated Hunt, setting up his booth, and I think that I owe it this one to him. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, buddy, it's been a while. How you been? I know, man. What We met what? Dude, it was probably back in 1870. When did you start off Heated Hunt's? So heated hunts, I got rolling in 2016. That summer's I got my first products put together. It was more of like a pilot to see, hey, is this idea really going to sell? So I started off small, and um, that season went great. We sold out. It was only like maybe like 200, 300 products, mm-hmm. but it was just testing the waters, right? Because you, you don't always want to just dive in on something unless you know something's there. Yeah, it's I mean, working. Sp- especially if you throw everything you got into one one basket, dude. That's probably not a good idea, right? <laughs> Sometimes swinging for the uh, fences is a good idea, but it has to be calculated, right? <laughs> that's, so, right. that's what you hear so many <laughs> small businesses go under is that they think they got the best thing, and it's like they're the only ones that think that, which is uh, usually the problem why they don't move forward. Right. And so it's it's pretty crazy because you came out of the out of the gate swinging, honestly, because every show that I go to, you're there, and you have everybody's buying from you, man. It's 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 incredible to see, honestly, and and. I believe in the product 100%. That, that gets me fired up hearing that because as a business owner, you're challenged to say, uh, you don't really high-five yourself too much, right? Because you're always pushing to make things better. So looking back and hearing you say things like that, it's like, you know what? We did actually accomplish a lot for, what we, what, for where we started, and every year we keep accomplishing more. And that's part of the grind and the reward is actually just seeing the company grow. Money's important because that's how you keep the lights on. But at the end of the day, what we're doing and the mission of the company, it's really fun just seeing it grow. Absolutely, man. And rewarding. Absolutely. No, and and it's incredible, dude. Why don't you kind of go into the product and actually kind of tell what it is? Let's start from the beginning with the orange dispenser and work their way up to what you have today. Yeah. uh, So So everyone can kind of see the growth. Yeah, yeah. So if you look look us up and go on social media, you can, you know, go on our website. It's Heated Hunts. Uh, what we do is our flagship product. We have a heated scent dispenser, and we were kind of the, the the really the first to really take it seriously um, within the last like you know ten years. There's been other companies for a while. They have to have candles, they have smoke sticks, and they have different things, right? Different techniques, because the the advanced hunting tactic of using heated scents is not a new concept. It's was a really a product that worked really well, right? And our approach was really simple. I was out um, archery hunting in 2015, and it was cold. And I sent Wick. I go pick it up after a morning hunt, and it, it's like stiff as a, a you know an icicle, right? I'm like, wow, this is pretty worthless. Uh, I guess I can't use scent. So then it was literally like over that week, I was messing around with some stuff, and I'm like, the secret is a heated wick, 
heating up like an ounce of liquid. That's like a lot of like physics from a battery perspective, especially when it's cold. If you think about like maintaining a hot coffee or even a small mm -hmm. amount, like that would require like a truck battery, right? So I knew the physics wasn't there for that. Maybe that's why no one else really had a heated wick. So what I realized, if I was able to um, take apart some like heated socks, see how it worked, right? I bought some stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, wow, that's all right. That's cool, but it's not hot enough, right? Right. It was something that was like, this is how it works. Kind of learned from it. Um, did a bunch of research and then, you know, made a garage version, right? It was literally a duct taped uh, fishing line, you know, um, a little... <laughs> a little gadget right were you afraid that the garage was going to light on fire at one point <laughs> <laughs> no, it was if you can imagine it right i wish i saved it because you never know right as you're doing stuff like right. that and it was literally like a d-cell battery tied to um you know just a circuit that i had some electrical tape on and that went to um you know a normal wick you buy at the store and i just cut it with a razor blade down the middle and wrapped it in fishing line and then you know dunked it into the bottle and, and then when it was cold and i ended up shooting like a 147 inch buck and i was like for PA, that's like a monster. It's, right. still, it's still my largest like, buck I ever that's shot. A giant buck. Right. So and it was a 10-pointer, and it was like a heart attack buck for me, right? Because mm -hmm. like on average, back then, and even now, I mean, that's a big buck. Yeah. But um, That's a big buck anywhere, honestly. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm very proud of it, right? Mm -hmm. A really good buck. And I was like, that's either a sign or just uh, – that was like a really odd coincidence from like really the first time I'm testing something, and then it, was, it worked that well. And um, so I told my wife, I was like, hey – you know, we've been like saving to like, you know, start our, like, get our, like a real home and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I said, or we can go in the batter's box a little bit and, you know, put a product together and see if we can sell it. And uh, she, she's, she's wired and was wired in the mindset of having a job is a safe way to kind of approach life. And I was always a little more aggressive than that. Right. Yeah. And um, so went ahead with uh, doing a bunch of research, trying to find people how to put this stuff together, how to get, you know, a real circuit, a real product. Man, if I didn't get 100 doors shut in my face, I didn't, you know, go to one door. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it was amazing. So then, what was it? November of 2015, I said, I'm doing this fast. I'm doing it. I don't want to wait. I don't want to drag it out for two years. So, I mean, I put, like, probably, like, almost what a new truck would cost into it. Mm -hmm. And um, went ahead, and I started selling products by July of the next year. Jeez. So when I was talking to other people, they're like, that's not normal. Like, you don't actually have an idea to concept, to patent, you know, all the paperwork, you know, mm -hmm. the business, the website, marketing in like six months. Like, that's absolutely crazy. And they're like, wow, you're wired a little bit different, huh? And I was right. like, well, you kind of put me on the line in a position where I was like, if I fail, it's like I'm failing in my family, not just me. Mm -hmm. So you got to dig a little deeper when you look at stuff like that. That's a northern east coast kind of mentality too and a lot of people don't understand that the midwest guys nothing against them they're kind of like slow rolling as it comes you know oh, what i'm yeah. saying and that new england i guess we could say those guys are just full bore from the start just fire 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 to make things happen and, th and that's what you did man well yeah and, and it was noticeable it was no, very noticeable that's cool well here's like the different challenges right so you have the idea which is almost not as valuable as your execution, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a thousand good ideas and a thousand good products that don't go forward. So then I had to like, I didn't have the experience of running a business. I didn't have the experience of, hey, do I put $10 into marketing or $10,000 into marketing? And as you know, you can put money into bad marketing. It doesn't get your run. Right. It doesn't get your running as a business. So it's luck. It's guessing. It's calculated risk, right? Because you're going to try something, dabble, see mm -hmm. if it works. But um. What ended up happening is it was really neat in 2016, that summer, I had to figure out then how to put them together, right? Because, like, the engineers only get you so far, and you can, you know, assemble anything 10 different ways. So I remember putting the first 100 together, and then I was like, I need help. 
this is actually like a little more challenging than I thought. Right. And so then I had a scale. So then um, after the first year, we scaled, you know, 100, we sold the first couple hundred units. And then we just had that product out for the last five years now. And um, overall, it was fantastic. Like tens and tens of thousands of units sold. Um, made in America, right? Mm -hmm. uh, made in American hands. Um, I mean, we've had them um, and, and all, we've sold them all over Canada. Like we had weird orders that in, in islands, when New Zealand, you know, and like all over, like stuff like you wouldn't think, like mm -hmm. it just starts to keep like going and going and going. So it was awesome. So we started off with that one product and then it was two accessories, like extra wicks, extra batteries. And the thing is, is that it really works. Like you can actually just feel the product that's heating the wick, you mm -hmm. know? So the science is there that if you heat anything, it doesn't matter what it is. Like um, a candle, it smells stronger, travels in your home. First, the, the true physics of it is if you vaporize something, the aroma is there and then it's gone. So that was the other technology that came out with some other companies a few years ago. And I was so against that because vaping was kind of starting off pretty strong in like 2015, 2016. Yep. And I just realized that I could be next to a buddy that's vaping and he say he has Apple, whatever in that. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, they're basically smoking inside their houses because it, it smells and it's completely gone. Versus like I thought the urine would do the same effect. And it actually does because when you take it to that temperature, it dissipates. You know, it's just, that's the physics of it. Right. First, that lower temperature, stronger aroma, candle, barbecue effect where it's like cruising around. Like if you put my scent dispenser in your house and turned it on, you would not be a happy man if it was full of urine. Right. If we were vaporizing <laughs> it, you probably would not be as, not be happy, but um, it would be like survivable. Right, know? it would dissipate, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, neither of those are a good idea, but it's a good example, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes your product different from the vaporizing to carry on that scent for a longer distance? Sure, so our technology is we actually um, have a heater that was it's made for us. If you can imagine, it's two sheets of silicone, there's a heater inside, and it's um, vulcanized, glued, and heated together, so it's waterproof. And then there's two wicks on each side. So what you're doing is you're either spraying your scent all over both sides of the wicks. You can, um, you know, fill the dispenser up. But the idea is that you're heating both sides. You're not losing energy, right? Mm -hmm. The big surface areas that you're heating. And what that's doing is that's just getting the scent moving horizontally, right? It's not making it go straight up like in that vaporization, you know, right. overheating. So... We did a lot of testing between like, hey, what's uh, what's the temperature of a human, right? 98 degrees. Oh, a deer is only a couple degrees warmer. Okay, okay. And then you um, kind of figure out, hey, what's 130 degrees do? What's 150, 200? Wow, now you're getting pretty hot, right? Right. And a lot of battery use if you start getting real hot. So we're in that range with our new product that we do, um, you know, a temperature of a live deer and then a little hotter, which is like in the 125, 130 range. And we realized if it's cold, cranking it up a little more, you know, helps a little bit. Even then, the testings we've done when it's like 50, 60 degrees, it's it's hard to find the optimum temperature. But we realized that range of about the 125, 130 is a really good range. And then obviously, this makes sense if you're heating it to the same temperature of a live deer. Like presenting doe estrus, the same temperature of a live doe will get you a lot of reactions. Right. And you guys have a different blend of scents also that you're running on these wicks. It's oh. not just a regular oh, yeah. 69 or nothing like that. So that's one of the other things is that, you know, as you build one product and it's up and running, you're like, wow, I really need to get things, you know, paired with this product. So people are, are calling us, hey, love your dispenser, but how come you don't have scent? Hey, we love your dispenser. Why don't you have a cover scent? Hey, why don't you have an early season attractant? Where's your synthetic scent? So fast forward like five years of maturing that. And I've always messed with scents, right? But uh, making them, uh, you know, for an industry is different. Different types of techniques, different types of tools, right? So what we now, we have probably, I want to say like upwards of like 18 to 20 different scents. Wow. 
and we do two, well, three general lines. We do like a urine line that includes like a curiosity sense, and there are two ounce bottles, and you have a, we have a synthetic and a natural line to pair up with states that, um, you know, we can't use natural right now. And we partner with several different farms that really allow us to pick the best that's available in the industry that we can find. Because we had so many people approach us, hey, we want, hey, here's a sample of our deer farm, here's a sample of our deer farm. And you test, you test, you test, and you're like, once you get one that's like noticeably different, you're like, wow. And then you're like, oh, this other farm, I could blend their tarsal and this, right? And you start making these blends. It's like, you know, it's almost like you're a bourbon or a scotch maker at that point. It's kind of funny, right? Because you're making all these different blends and seeing what works, you know, how is it? And we did that for years. And we have such a strong line of scents that we, we sell them like, hey, here's a playbook of exactly what scent to use when to make you the most successful in the woods. And we get such positive feedback from that. The, the, the notable thing I think I can say and is an example of our sense is that we have TV shows actually call me and say, I love your product. Your product is actually the only scent that ever actually worked for us, ever, ever. And we're a TV show. And they're saying, if you ever tell this story, don't say our name. I said, that's fine. He's like, we want you to sponsor us because we can actually get film of like animals actually reacting. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, that's an awesome compliment. I mean, I'm, I, at that point, I was already sponsoring two shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll keep you in the ring, right, you know, in the future. But that's a huge compliment. You that know, is some, a huge compliment. And I was like, hell yeah, right? It makes you feel good that you have these people that are, you know, professionals in their industry, um, you know, from a TV, from a hunting, from a sponsorship program. Giving you that kind of feedback, it's like, all right, you're really doing something, you know. Especially guys that are out there every single day doing it. You know, it's not just a in, hobby and nothing. Yeah, exactly. Just not a hobby. Right. And that, that's what I mean. Like a true professional, because he never had to say that he never had to approach me. He didn't want anything. He already was sponsored mm-hmm. with another company. Right. He was just like in the future, like we want to work with you. Right. And he's like, but I'm currently tied in and um, and I was, too. But I can always sponsor more. That's the right. difference. Right? right. You know, he was already. But I was like, that's amazing because he was already sponsored by, a, you know, what I would call like the top two, three in the industry at the mm-hmm. time. And but the, the but like you were saying, putting your marketing in the right place. You mm-hmm. want to have somebody that reaches out to you and uses that product prior to to being sponsored, right? Mm-hmm. You want them to believe in the product. You just don't want some Joe Schmo who thinks that the product's okay but never really killed a deer with it. You want someone that believes in it to pass that on to everybody else. So I, I can do a couple quick stories. I actually have two people that I sponsor currently now. This is what, um, almost March 2022, right, that we're talking here. Mm-hmm. Um, currently I, I sponsor uh, Rack Daddies. I'll give them a plug. A uh, great group of guys. Um, they approached me um, by sending me pictures of dead, you know, significantly sized, awesome deer, I'll just say what it yep. is, um, and said, we love your stuff. We'd love to work with you. And I was like, wow, that's way better than these companies that send me a media packet saying, we want to work with you because we like your marketing, we like your branding. These people are like, we kill with your product. Right. And I'm like, that kind of like, you know, here, by the way, use these five beautiful pictures we took as like, if you want more of stuff like this, and we would love to film with it because it's working for us. Right. So that was like, I've been with this group for like three years and they're awesome. That's good. And they're using it every day. Oh yeah. And constantly. they got a group of killers that are just, yeah. just, yeah, it's just monstrous, you know, on top of that, you know, the people are in the industry and their media work is so good. I mean, the pictures are phenomenal mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing them actually have deer walk up to them on film and getting blasted. That just kind of puts the proof in the pudding a little bit. That's right. Now you don't only have the, the glands and the doe estrus and stuff like that. You also have other scents that you offer. Oh yeah. So this is our, this is kind of fun, right? So imagine being a guy that's like, all right, I'm going to go out and buy like 10 different brands of sweet corn. 
And I'm going to say, wow, I compare them to each other. Like, oh, this one tastes like an odd pot or smells taste. Yeah. <laughs> You're tasting them, bro. <laughs> Maybe I tasted them at the time. Yeah. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> but, um, you know, you break down the corn aroma. You're like, there's corn scent everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And actually, in some states, you can straight up just use corn. So I, um, you know, had all these variables out to try. And at the end of the day, I was like, I, I, I thought I would just call one of them and say, hey, you know, can I get gallons of this off you? Like you know, what they call is a white label relationship or somebody manufactures something and they give it to you and you buy it off them and they allow you to put the, your label on right. it. Right. I was like, oh, it makes sense. That way I don't have to actually like formulate, you know, corn because I got other things going on. And it didn't work out that way. So now I have a complete custom setup of um, all these ridiculous scents that are, I call them our five times concentrate line. Because like this sweet corn we have, and even at the show, it's, it's hilarious. I just have people, and they're walking by. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you a hunter? Come here, smell this, right? And I'm like, that's what my staff do. And I'm like, this corn bottle literally smells like a whole pickup truck of corn. And they look at me, right? Like, they're like, you're full of shit, man. They're like, what are you talking about? Every single person's eyes light up, and they go, holy smokes, right? And it just, I'm like, here's one example of our sense. I can show you 10 others that are mm-hmm. have this kind of thought, this kind of formulation into it. And... It's honestly an easy product to sell if it performs like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. In the Apple and all oh, the yeah. others, I mean, what, so what are all the scents that you do offer in that line? Yeah, so we'll just break it down. Like generally, um, like Apple, Acorn, uh, and Sweet Corn, right? Those are your standards in the mm-hmm. industry where you could kind of use generally anywhere. But there's certain places where you shouldn't use Apple, shouldn't use Acorn, and shouldn't use corn because of just the region you're in, right? Right. So then our, our homebrew is actually an old hunter, um, trapping, you know, um, hunting t- uh, old hunting formulation that um, vanilla and vanilla has been around a long time from hunters from trappers and what we did with our testing is you can buy like a little one ounce bottle of scent you know of, of cooking vanilla or imitation vanilla for your store that somebody bakes with right for like seven dollars whatever it's for one ounce mm-hmm. and so what we ended up doing is i, I ended up making a connection with a, a vanilla bean farmer and um, what ended up happening is because real vanilla in a gallon, you can Google it. They're like $250 a gallon. Jeez. So it's like for the real stuff. The imitation right. stuff, you're probably, you know, like 20 bucks, whatever, a gallon, mm-hmm. you know. So what, so, what, so what we ended up doing is like getting real vanilla bean and realizing that reaction on a real vanilla bean versus imitation versus synthetic versus all those other nonsense weren't even in the same ballpark of the deer reactions that we were getting. And it was like, I would have never thought in my life, if you asked me like 10 years ago, if I would have ever been buying vanilla bean from a vanilla <laughs> farmer making a formulation, because, right. because it, in my in my opinion, hands down, is um, you know the most relaxing curiosity comfort scent that we created. It's called Irresistible, and I mean uh, I welcome you to try it. Um, if you want to go buy real vanilla bean, you go find a farmer, right? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. I mean, if you buy it at the store, a string of vanilla bean, a real vanilla is a fortune. So I was able to get this partnership of like seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff that you wouldn't use in the food industry, but it is perfect for making deer tracks. Right. So that's how it ended up coming together. It's called I, Irresistible. I think the best about all of your products are they're not only good for deer, but they're good for other animals also. Hogs, oh. bears, oh, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, we, we, we got it rolling in them with the um, hog attractants, um, pretty popular. Uh, the bear attractants, super popular. Uh, I had so many dispensers um, stolen by bears in the last like three years of my life. It's kind of comical that I would wait for like seconds. Because at this point, I know if I put bear scent in the dispenser in my mountain, when, when you know bears are migrating through or, mm-hmm. or they're, like they're in the area, they just sit down and chew on them sometimes or just take them and they're gone. Because in, in some of the footage I have uh, is actually phenomenal. My favorite one is a mother and a cub. And the mother is literally standing up on her, on her two legs. She grabs the branch 
the dispenser's on, just rips it down to her face. And she's sniffing it, going wild. And that cub starts climbing the tree, going up to it, too, at the same time. I'm like, that's powerful, man. That's wild. That's so cool. I'll, I'll send, you, I'll send yeah. you that on social so you I'd can see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, that would be definitely awesome. I, dude, it's just, it's just blown away. And now that you've evolutionized from the orange um, dispenser to now the green dispenser. Yeah, so let's, let's talk breakdown. Yeah. So there's really like three versions I did over the years. Um, to the general market, they know about them as like two though. So the right. first one was like, you know, your first two years, you learn, you get feedback from customers, you figure out how to put things better, um, better together. We changed some of the internal guts and um, how we waterproof the product so that, you know, all that stuff. So that was kind of like a version two in like 2018, you know, but it still looked the same to everybody else. Right. And it was like slight redesign on the inside. And then um, this year is really exciting. Our version, a true version two that's really unique. Um, what we ended up doing is we made an adaptable hook, um, basically a, um, it's this tie that allows you to um, you know, go to big branches, small branches. We kept getting complaints for people that <laughs> a doe would come in or a small buck would come in and knock off the dispenser right off the branch. I'm like, that's an awesome complaint, bro. Like, That's a really I, good complaint. And, I'm, and they were like, yeah, but I had to put twist ties on it so this would fall off. I'm <laughs> like, well, hell yeah. I'm like, that, I'm like, that's a great problem to have. So honestly, that's why we ended up changing the hook so you can actually twist tie it as the hook right to the branch. I'm like, all right, that's problem solved. The next one is bigger wicks, um, bigger heater, you know, oversize it a little mm-hmm. bit. Just made more sense. You get a little more scent on it, right? Um, we redesigned how it goes in and out of the product. Um, rechargeable battery now that's huge yeah it is uh ironically at the show we're at right now yesterday i don't know if i told you this so we have a couple old ones that we just you know when i say old ones just our previous model right and um we only have a um like a hundred and some left in inventory and so we brought a couple because people know that one and that way if some guy's like hey you know i have one i really like that one or whatever right and i and we were just at the NRA show with like 700,000 people. We didn't sell one of the older ones, older models, right? <laughs> this guy comes up and he's like, I want that one. He's like, I don't want to deal with rechargeables. I just want to put new batteries in and go. I want to roll. And I was like, I never thought of it that way, you know? Yeah. So it's funny to me is that you're always trying to predict what people want now. Me, um, the rechargeable, game changer. Right. For like 99% of the people out there. Like That's so mm-hmm. nice. The uh, battery's custom made for us. It has a port in the battery. So you don't have like... All these crazy things, the charger battery, um, it has like a, you know, your typical cell phone, micro USB, the port right in the, ba- in the side of the battery. You get over uh, 24 hours on, you know, the live deer temperature setting and about 20 hours on the high, you know, heated up setting. Wow. So you could almost do two hunts with, with one, one mm. battery. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then um, you can imagine those guys that are just morning hunters, afternoon hunters, right, or something like that. They might get like four or five hunts out of it. And before they have to recharge it, but, you know, as you're going home, you know, don't leave it out in the woods. Bring it with you Mm because you don't want the deer coming in when you're not there. Doing a mock scrape is different, but just attracting them to your stand and not having a mock scrape, you don't want to do that. Um, Yeah, just plug it in for three three hours. It's a full charge, but you can always just trickle charge it kind of, you know, in between hunts. What was the use time on the the first generation it was between because batteries are relative to the to the environment they're in okay so if you're if you're asking a battery to heat something up at 20 degrees versus 60 it's working harder when it's colder mm-hmm. right so um, it's like cranking amps in a battery in yeah a, in a truck. In a truck exactly yeah. and what ended up um happening is that you're getting a range of about anywhere like if it was real cold like eight nine hours but if it was like you know 50 degrees out you were getting a little over 12 hours and then it's relative that if you're buying like crappy gas station batteries or if you're actually getting like you know premium lithium and stuff like that so right. the range of variables versus now we control that and we just say hey this is how it's going to work 
and uh, people are loving it. We're really happy about the new model that we got out. That's awesome, man. I want to dive into something else that you have that's very special. I think it's even better than the heated hunts. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. Because your wife had wrote one of the most incredible children's books in the hunting industry I've ever seen, honestly. Why don't you tell a little bit about that? So I'll just be honest. My wife is uh, definitely way smarter and more talented than me. <laughs> and she's kind of like behind the scenes because we have four beautiful kids together. You know well, what I'm saying? Don't you know the saying is ev- behind every strong man is a stronger woman? Uh, I believe that to be true <laughs> because um, she energizes me. And you can imagine the roadblocks that I run in. And think about it. Like, um, Say like uh, you have a job, you have a problem, you go to your boss, your, your boss goes to the boss boss. They have a team to walk to, right? When shit hits the fan at heated hunts, I just drink bourbon and have to dig deep and figure out a solution, (laughs) right? right? There's not like, hey, I'm going to call this guy. He's going to solve this problem for me. Or my plastic company is running behind or they broke the mold, right? Like something crazy happens, right? And you got to just dig deep and figure it out. That's the story of an entrepreneur is your ability to get punched in the mouth and how quickly you get back up again like those Rocky scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's It's absolutely true. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, so anyway, back to my wife. You, if you've actually met her several yes, times, yeah, yep, yep. absolutely. So um, what she did is that she was always like thinking about this concept that she wanted to write a book, and she's like, I don't know what kind of, you know, how do I, what, what is the topic? She's, she's her brain's wired that way, and I said, you know, like, you're pretty amazing with children, and um, why don't you do a, a children's book? She's like, oh, but there's so many, like the market's so saturated, and I was like. When have you ever seen a well-done hunting book for children that's educational, tells a good story, and would get some kid fired up about hunting? Like with the goal of, you read this a few times in the summer, whether you're like eight-year-old, ten-year-old, you know, you know, child that's going to go hunting. The idea is it's building momentum, educating them, getting them fired up for the fall. That was the idea. Right. Of course. And she did it like absolutely incredible. We got this artist that we found. We interviewed like seven of them because that's everything, right? With children's book, your artwork is everything. So. Right. What we did is that we talked about, all right, before we talk about what it's going to do, what it's going to say, how we're going to do it, what are the best-selling children's books out there? What is the rhyme scheme? Because, I mean, it's kind of funny. Children's books, you know, Dr. Seuss is like a glorified rapper, right? Right. It's about linking terms together and making it bump in a certain way. So you find out that if you do enough research, you can figure out what that rhythm is. To people that don't have rhythm, right? Access cowboy boot wearing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Us hillbillies, it's just there's no rhythm. No. <laughs> we didn't even dance right. Never mind talk right. <laughs> so it's funny, right? But um, so we ended up... Um, that's where she got good. She goes, all right, I got my rhythm. And then she asked me for like, plug. she knows the hunting industry. She knows all the mm-hmm. stuff. But if she was like, what plug words you, would you want to teach a kid? And I'm like, oh, a deer scrape versus a mock scrape, bows, arrows, right? All the different difference between mm-hmm. a crossbow, right? Just, you can imagine there's like 50 common terms that um, some people might not even know like, at this show right now. Right. right? And, we, and so that was like something we tried to work into it. And then um, we, got it, we got it outlined done. And then my wife had this really good idea. She goes, I want to run it by my kids' uh, teachers. And so first grade teachers, second grade teachers, kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have young, young There's kids. There's nothing better than that. They're so, around them every day. So they groomed it, and they were just like, oh, this story's awesome. She's like, your, your writing's perfect. Your art is absolutely beautiful. You know, it was like just framed out kind of stuff. And they go, but you're missing one thing. We're like, what? You need a glossary because because you have to teach, right? right? You're educating people mm-hmm. now, not just the story. So that was cool. So that was like the big feedback from the teachers. They they love the language. Um, obviously, the artwork is um, very colorful, engaging. 
Um, obviously, he, he did Hunt, sponsored it, so he did Hunt's right. part of it. Of course. But the story of it is cool. It opens up, and it says, um, he did Hunt's is proud, you know, with my respect to what my, mm-hmm. my wife did, to be a part of passing the legacy of hunting to the next generation. And that's when I... Um, you know, I thought that was really cool. That meant a lot for me. And then everyone that reads the book, bro, they just smile. And then, then some people are like, I bought four. I bought five. Yeah. I gave them to all my nieces and nephews. <laughs> They're just like, this is great. I would see more of this. And, and they need it. And, and that's what, honestly, the kids in the next generation need. They need that kind of step. Because what do we normally do? We just try and teach them all the things in the woods when they get to that six, seven, eight years old. But if you have something at home and they're constantly evolved in this, then what else is better than that man honestly right so i want to i want to tell you about what i thought was the when she was really asking for more of my opinions i'm like there's one thing i want to cover and she's like what's that and she's like i got this i got this i got this and i said i want to talk about a kid knowing where i was uh the night before you're hunting like what you're thinking of what you're dreaming of what the next morning's going to be like you know and like oh that sleepless night at the opening of season or or, oh you had this big you had a buck encounter deer encounter or something that you're excited about this next hunt and I um, helped her frame out this one, the one part of the book and everything else. You know, she, she rocked it. I wanted the story of the night before repeating to myself about um, how to hold your breath, how to aim, how to squeeze. And we worked that in there. I thought that was really cool because there's some things people don't tell people that. Right. They don't tell you to try to control your heart rate, hold your, control your breathing and when you shoot. You would think they would. But it's uh, not as common as you would think unless you're, like, you know, more senior, more experienced than mm-hmm. that. And it's something that we, we're so used to. This throughout our lives, and they they haven't they haven't been through that yet. They a lot of the it. little kids they don't yeah. know because we take that stuff for granted. I guess is more or less what right. I was trying to say That's because we're like, why would anybody want to hear that? Everybody's already done that and been through that, yeah. but for a little one, they haven't yet. And then it reinforces it because on average, you you read the book like ten times, like if at a minimum, mm-hmm. right? And then the kids enjoy it. And what's really awesome is that um, watching my wife read it to my kids. That's like, hell yeah, bro. That's like, oh, you know what I mean? I feel like we're firing in all cylinders. And uh, when you pick out what's rewarding, that is definitely it. It makes amazing. you feel good down to your soul. So what else does Heated Hunts have to come for the future? You have some more stuff. You don't have to You don't have to tell it, but do you have more things in in the works for the upcoming years of Heated Hunts? Yeah, so I, I think our, our branding is really simple. Um, quality over quantity. Um, you, we have glass bottles in our sense. Um, we make American-made products. Like So we made an American drag rag just because everything that we Googled was made overseas. And the cool part is we're making them and selling them for the same price as people overseas. It's just these other companies are garbage, bro, and they don't give a shit. Like, where's your red, white, and blue when you say, I'm just going to make a few bucks because this container is coming in? It's like grow a set. It's right. actually very hard to work the manufacturing angle to maintain a company and that's probably the number one question i get from other business owners is how do you do that i don't think it gets enough credit i don't i don't want the credit i mean the credit in the industry right right there's not enough people flipping tags you know seeing where they're made seeing they're just they're just pulling the tr- pulling the lever buying when we should be doing that across the whole spectrum of that's how we're going to get this red white and blue stronger is by you know putting the money where it counts back into ourselves. And especially this day and age with everything that's going on. I mean, what's better than bleeding red, white, and blue right now? <laughs> We're literally watching, you know, um, <laughs> democracy be challenged across the globe. Um, what, it's going to be hard to say what happens as an outcome because we're literally watching Ukraine just get torn apart right, right. now. We're, watch, we're watching their government hand out, you know, AK-47s to civilians and telling them to guard their homes. Like, 
you are naive to think that couldn't happen here. Right. So we got to keep it in America and help one another. That's the biggest threats to, you know, China's plan is the 100 year plan. Our plan is usually tomorrow. What are we doing this weekend? Um, we got to get smarter as a society and focus on um, not saying that like, globalism isn't bad, but I mean, at the end of the day, take care of where you live and your immediate neighbors. Absolutely. And the hunting industry needs yeah. to step up and to be the start <laughs> that should, of this. That should be the industry yeah, that's exactly. like forcing it all. <laughs> right, that, exactly. Uh, we should not be having 90% of the, actually more than that. I want to say 99% of the companies at ATA just have their shit shipped in on, um, on boat and they're just pushing it right to retail. None of those guys actually make anything. They pay overseas engineers, and what they do is they have powerful branding because they're already in stores, mm -hmm. and just release more and more stuff. They don't give a shit about the quality. They don't care. They don't have the passion. They just want to know is the money still there. Right. And that's to be where honest, I, that's the brutal of it. And, and that's and no, absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's not what the industry was based on and were started on. Was it, we were all American-made companies. I, I think it'd be cool if you could try to pull more American-made hunting comp companies on your show and get them to talk because it, it's actually so far and few. You're going to be looking, going, "Holy shit!" Um, he kind of set me up for something that's like, going to be really hard. <laughs> set me up for failure. And you're right? like, "Oh wow, there's like three of them," you know, in the whole industry. Because like, I mean, scent companies in general, they're right. all they're all American-made because you're making deer scents, right, and stuff like it that. Has to be right, right? Because that, yeah, but. Do they make American-made products? I'm not just talking about a little deer call, right? Something like right. that. You know, like we actually make a pretty sophisticated product that goes through end-to-end -end manufacturing with a bunch of stuff, right? I think it'd be, it'd be cool to see people that actually really make stuff saying, how do we actually source this in America to, to you know, make the pricing work and offer a product at a fair price? And I think it's am amazing that you're taking extra money out of your pocket that you could be making and putting it back into your country and bleeding red, white, and blue. Um, it's important to me. That's it, why. That's because at the end of the day, at the, end, the end of the day, I mean, a shipping container can just drop all this shit off and tens of thousands, and I might be able to sell the product for five dollars less. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit about a five dollar difference of a product? And if you're overseas versus if you're in the states, but that's probably the question mm -hmm. that affects a lot of these companies. Absolutely. Hey, man, I got one last question for you, and it's Shoot. what we ask everybody: is what drives you outdoors? The, the, um, it's the passion, the emotions, the feeling, the adrenaline, right? And um, also, r more recently, it's uh, passing it on to the next generation been, as I'm getting older. I'm only 37, but at the same time, seeing my kids like, getting excited about trail cameras that, and, like, you know, taking them out scouting, getting them into the woods, you know, as they're getting older. That's probably way cooler than me shooting something at this point. And it's only you're going to end up giving up hunts for them to shoot big bucks. It's, oh yeah, it's it's going to be more satisfying for me to take the picture and do selfies with them with the deer. Absolutely, <laughs> I can I can see it now. I just I envision it right now, Jonathan. You're, I really do. You're, you're going to be like, hey, did you shoot something last year? I'll be like, no, I got four of my kids' deer though. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hey man, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you um, when they want to check up on all your products and all the things that you got going on? Yeah, the the easiest way to see what's what's moving, what's changing is obviously social hit us up at heated hunts right that's easy to google um easy search and then our website you know that's where you see all the breakdown of all our products you know we have a blog we have all this other stuff going on so um heated hunts is a real simple name um and what we do is we heat scent that's awesome man well i thank you for joining us and uh hopefully you enjoy the rest of the show and for everybody else thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive